0: It's Monday and we all know what that means, don't we? It's time to talk about ghosts with I, Kevin Eustace, as the intro says. How you all doing? I hope you're all doing brilliantly. It's the start of a new week. Let's grab this week by its... Well, I don't know whether you can say that anymore. By its tail, yes, and swing it around like it was a cat and you're trying to measure the size of a room. Um, yeah, I hope you're all doing well. We've got some amazing things to discuss today. When I say amazing, they're all right. We've got a great listener story, though, which is always good. Or a series of stories from one listener, should I say. Um, Beck is still away. Oh, we did have an occasion. An occasion? We didn't have an occasion. We had an occurrence of something weird, which our Patreons know about. And you will hear all about tomorrow on tomorrow's Ghost Story Guys episode. Um, Basically, I guess, do a guest slot on this week's Ghost Story Guys. And, um, yeah, Brennan and Paul were the witness of something a bit weird happening in the background of the office slash the spare bedroom. Let's put it that way. And it meant I didn't sleep that night very well. Or the night after very well. But um, yeah, weird. So make sure you check their episode out when it's out. I think it's out tomorrow. Ghost story, guys. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's made me a little bit edgy in my own home. And nobody likes to feel edgy in their own home. No, no, no. The cat today, the neighbor's cat... Um, she's not got out of bed as of yet. It's like eleven o'clock, and it's very unlike her. She normally wakes me up, and I like you know I go into catast catost- ca- cat. not a cat. I go into catastrophic mode, and think, well, she must be dying. Then I mean, she's not. She could also just be having a lie in. Do you know what I mean? But I'll be interspersing this recording, this episode, with going into checking her to make sure she's still okay. So just to put everybody's mind at ease, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's like, for fuck's sake, I just partied all night, okay? In the house on my own. Or maybe with this spirit guest that we have, apparently. Anyway, what have we got in store for you today? All the usual stuff. Again, there's no Becca, sadly. We can't maintain a connection. And also, where she is working at the minute, it's ramping up to the peak part of the the job, if you like. So, yeah, our daily 30-minute chats have turned into like two minute long, are you okay? No, I'm going to bed. Okay, bye. Um, Because it's getting to the peak end over there, so there's no chance of a recording a Reddit Corner, sadly. But don't worry, I'll find a story on Reddit and I'll read it out. Yes, I will. It just um, won't have Becca's sceptical mindset. It'll be me probably freaking myself out, is what it'll be. So, first and foremost, we need to say a big thank you to our newest Patreons. We love all of our Patreons, of course. But when you sign up to Patreon, you get your name sung out as a thank you. Not only do you get that, but you get access to over 200 hours, no word of a lie, 200 hours of content, which is for Patreon only. Um, Patreon only. Patreons, plural, only. And it's, uh, you get two shows a week. Yeah, two extra shows a week. You get one where it's just me rambling, as I clearly like to do. And then we try and keep it paranormal. We kept it paranormal on Sunday because we told some tales from Wales and other places of the UK as we took a look at the book The Folklore and Myths of Great Britain. Yes, we did. So, yeah, it was a good one on, on Sunday. Um, and I was just recovering from the, the paranormal purveyance of the previous per night. Um, so yeah, it was a good one. So our newest patrons that we have to thank, we have three wonderful new patrons, and they go by the names of Tony B, Jackie, and Hannah Furhurst. And we need to write you a little song, don't we? The guitar is well and truly out, and this little number's for you. Tony B. Hannah Furhurst, don't forget, dear Jackie, you've all signed up. To the patron And I want to say Thank thee Thank thee like a man from the middle ages Who's got a podcast But there's no electricity So once a week They all meet in the street And they sit down And he tells them ghost stories Thank thee Tony B Hannah Hurst, And Jackie There we go. Thank you very much. And don't forget, if you want to sign up to Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? (laughs) Yes, it's time for the paranormal review, where I review something paranormal, so you don't have to do it for yourself. Anyway, what am I going to review? Well, there's something... Well, I don't know whether it's new or not. It's new to me. New to me, you're everything. The sweetest song that I can sing. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. No, it is new to me. It's um on Netflix, and it's called Black Spot. Now, I am three episodes in, so it's one of those reviews where I'm like, could it end up terrible? But I don't think it's going to be. Thus far, it's held me interest. Now, it's in French, so you need to be able to speak French. No, you don't. There's subtitles. Or you can have it dubbed. I always prefer subtitles because... I think a lot of the nuances in people's voices when it's in another language can be lost if you dub it. And that's nothing against the great dubbers of the world out there. You may well be a film dubber who's like, hey, I can convey emotion in my dubbing. I'm sure you can, sir. Or madam, or whatever your pronoun is. But what you can't do is get the actual, you know, like an intake of air, like, or if they see something... (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't think they do all that part well, personally. So it's best, in my opinion, to watch it with subtitles. So it's called Black Spot. It's on Netflix, and it's um, it's actually called uh, something Noir. You know, like whole black, because in French everything's back to front. I think it's the right way of doing things, actually, language-wise. Like they would say Le Chat Noir for the black cat. But In English, that would literally translate as the cat is black, which I think's better because if you were... I've always said this. If you were mauled by a giant black cat to your death, right? In English, with your dying word... If you had, like, two dying words to say, like somebody comes along and you're covered in blood, you've got a big gash wound in your neck, and they're like, what happened? And you'd be like, the oh, black... And then you're dead. Whereas if you're French... You go look oh, at, and they're like, "We need to look out for a cat." Whereas the other way around, people would be like, "You know, we need to look out for it. It could be a bin bag, you know. Don't know what other things are black. Um, a bat. It could be a giant bat." So you know, I just think it's a more descriptive way of using language. But anyway, what's it about? Well, it's based in a in a little village in France called Villefranche, and it um it's a black spotter's in. You, there's no signal, so they can't get Wi-Fi, they can't get uh, mobile signals, but people live there and there's a very small police or gendarme operation um, who stay there, And but apparently this guy comes in from outside of town and he's like, you've got a homicide rate. They're North American. He goes, you have a homicide rate 50% higher than the whole country, but he says it in a non-racist way and um the woman goes yeah i know it's because it's dead weird around here and then it carries on and it's really good and i didn't think at first i thought it said it's like meant to be paranormal in the description this isn't paranormal and then and then i won't do any spoilers but then something and i'm like oh okay what the living fucks that so yeah um i would suggest Definitely, well, I'm only three episodes in. I think there's about ten. The only concern I've got is that it was made in 2019 and it's two seasons long. And we're in 2023 now, which either means, A, it's cancelled, B, it's only a two-season thing and then, you know, they wrap everything up, or C, it's so good that it's going to take five years or it took the last, like, four or five years to build up to season three. I don't think it's C. Um, but I, I do think it's probably be just being cancelled. I don't Because it doesn't say, like, in two parts, ten parts of part one, ten parts of part two. It does say seasonal. So maybe it just lost its way in season two. I don't know. So I am going to commit to the full season. I would suggest you check it out. It's very interesting. It's funny in parts. It's um, And it's an insight into... I like watching stuff made in other countries, you know, just to see what they do and how they go about their day-to-day lives. So, yeah. Check it out. Currently, it's two thumbs up. Not to the sky, but it's two thumbs up for Black Spot on Netflix. Or should I say, well, Spot Noir. I don't know how you say Spot in French. (laughs) Yes, now it's time for my favourite part. That was a bit intense, wasn't it? Yes! Anyway, now it's time for my favourite part of the week. And it is truly my favourite part of the week, where we get to read your true paranormal ghost stories. And I do like that. Forgive me one second. I just need to cover the guitar next to me with a cloth because every time I hit a certain frequency with my voice, my guitar goes, ah, and it's, um, it sounds like I'm surrounded by angels. And don't get me wrong, I always am, but, you know, they're normally quiet. Anyway, so this comes in from Nat, and it's a lengthy email in truth. It's quite long, so we're going to be in for a good story. I do believe her a good series of stories, and she writes, Hello, Kev. Hi. Hi, Becca. Hi. And pss pss pzzz to the neighbour's cat. Did you wear that neighbour's cat? Get out of bed. Stop pretending to be dying. Pretty please. Um, I'm sure she's not dying. I know this email is long-winded and very time-consuming. I'm not going to read it, then. I am. But if you can, could you please read the last story at the bottom? I'm going to read it all. I'm a little petty. Oh. But my birthday happens to be on Monday, February the 27th. Oh, we're a week out. Ah, well, you can, you know, well, this is at least you know you're getting it, you know. Happy birthday for next week, Natalie, from all of us, everyone at the same time. Three, two, one, happy birthday. Anyway, and it would be an honour hearing my favourite story read by you. Thank you. Oh, bless you. I just found The Dark Paranormal and we need to talk about ghosts last year and I'm in love. Ooh, I have been wanting to find a place to share my stories and feel like yours is the best place to share. Well, thank you very much, Natalie. That's lovely. I'm a pharmacy technician at my local hospital and listen to your podcast whilst I'm out dealing drugs. Oops, I mean delivering medications to the nurses to give to the patients. On multiple occasions, I've been laughing to myself listening to the podcast and I'm afraid they will admit me to the psychiatric ward. Ooh, uh, Mrs. Your, I added that bit in. The ooh, uh, Mrs. bit, of course. Your podcast is amazing. Thank you very much. Please keep up the good work. I'll try. On to my stories. I've titled these email, this email Jingles, Jeremy and Harry because these are all the names we've given to the ghosts that my family and I have encountered. I will split this email into three sections and you can read them in one long story or split them into three different podcasts. I'm going to do them all Right here, right now, as Fat Boy Slim would say. This one is called Jingles. In 2002, my parents bought a home in Dallas, Oregon. And they are the second owners. The man who originally built the house was a lumberjack and used wood that he timbered to build the house. Everyone in the community knew him as Jingles. Side note. He made his own wood panelling for the living room, and it's so gorgeous. When Jingles passed away, they had to sell the house, and one of the prospective buyers wanted to either get rid of it or paint over it. This made his family cringe when they heard that, and I'm assuming that's why they chose my parents. Because my parents wanted to keep it. Back to the story. In 2013, my mum was diagnosed with cancer. Not serious, but it was still scary. She just needed a routine operation to remove it. I bought her a small swan figurine that held a single flower in support of her. After my sister and I moved out, the paranormal happenings started. One night a few years later, my mum was laying in her room, in brackets, due to sleeping habits, my parents have always slept in separate bedrooms. And she heard a weird noise. She looked over and the swan started moving. It scooted to the edge of the shelf and flung itself to the floor, breaking its neck. A while after that, she was awoken to something moving in the room. She needs glasses to see, but when she woke up, she could see a cloud of swirling something coming from the doorway and moving slowly towards the bed. It seemed to have stopped right next to where her head was and kind of get next to her face. It startled her, but she just said, Hi, to Mr Jingles, and went back to sleep. She could tell it wasn't a person, and she didn't feel threatened. Sometime after that, my dad woke up and heard a strange noise. He woke up and found that one of the lids on his small World War II case was jiggling like something was trying to open it. When we first moved into the house, I would hear noises coming from the wall. Seeing as we just moved to the country from the city, We just chalked it up to animals crawling inside the wall. On a separate paranormal side note, on one of our first trips to the grocery store after moving in, I was walking behind my family. Both my dad and I saw the barcode tag for the Apple display fly off the shelf, make a U-turn and fly back onto the shelf again. He looked at me and asked if I saw it, and we laughed about it. It's been about 20 years since, and we still talk about it once in a while. So there we go. That was your first story, Natalie. Jingles. Now, I'm not being funny. God bless you, mother. Because if I woke up to a swirling mass by the side of my bed, I wouldn't go, hi, Jingles. I'd be like, I want me nan. Because it would be effing terrifying. Um, So fair play to her. Also, I do like the nonchalantness of we just moved from the city to the country so the noises in the walls we just put down to animals living in the wall animals living in the walls what i mean maybe it's it's because i too i'm a city dweller i mean we had mice in the last apartment that we were in and that was bad enough but i've no idea what sort of animals live around where you're talking about but i bet you it's not mice i bet it's something like i don't know tarantulas or what sort of animals you get there snakes maybe or they're mad insects. You have big insects over there. No, thank you very much. But I do like your calmness. It's probably just the massive insect with the fangs. Anyway, moving on to your next story. This one is entitled Jeremy. In 2013, I started dating my now husband. He lived about two hours away. So on the weekends I would come to visit, I would spend the night. One of the first times I crawled into bed... I got this overwhelming feeling that I needed to make room for him, a third person that wasn't even there. My husband would get into bed and I wanted to tell him so badly to move over so that he could have room to get in. And then it hit me that there was nobody there to crawl into bed with us. This went on for years and it was only when I was around my husband. I had just gotten divorced a year before, so I just told myself that it was my conscience getting to me about being in a relationship after being divorced. But it was happening constantly, and always when I was really tired. We moved into his parents' vacant house to take care of it for a few years, and one afternoon I woke up from a nap on the couch. And I had this feeling that he was sitting in the rocking chair in front of the couch. The chair's back was facing the TV, so I couldn't see the chair. But I just knew he was sitting in it. I started hyperventilating. I was the only one in the house, and my husband was out working on the lawn. But knowing someone was right there just bothered me. I never once felt threatened. I never picked up on a name. I just knew it was a man. We moved into our first house in 2016. I was working early one morning, so I needed to go to bed early. As I was laying in bed, playing on my phone, I could see a shadow on the door out of the corner of my eye. It looked like someone was standing in between the window in my back room and the door. It would sway and then raise its hands up. When I would look at it, I would just see the shadow of the trees in my neighbor's yard. But when I went back to playing my game, it would sway and raise its arms up over its head again but it would not do that when I would look directly at it. It became dark and I was still not tired, so I continued playing on my phone. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone walk into the room, walk to the foot of my bed, in brackets, I saw the outline of their head over my phone, and disappear as they passed my bed, coming around to my side of the bed. I never looked up, but seeing the outline scared the bejesus out of me. I didn't sleep much that night. A year or so later, I had a dream that I was with some friends and someone was carting a casket around, kind of like the old pictures I've seen from the early 1500s or wherever. I remember feeling that I knew who was in the casket, and that it was him. Everyone was looking into it, but I didn't need to see. I knew his name was Jeremy and that he had red hair I also remember feeling like he knew a friend of mine I woke up and messaged her about it I asked her if she knew a Jeremy with red hair that might have passed she said she didn't I asked if she knew any psychics that might be able to help me understand who Jeremy is and how I could help him she said she didn't but would keep an ear out for me I never found out who he was. I tried to not talk about it around my husband... ...because he finds it weird... ...that I would have a feeling of another man... ...joining us in bed. But since all this started... ...when I started dating him... ...I am curious to find out... ...if it was someone he was in the war with. Wow. Now that's a story and a half. I mean, the thing in the corner of your eyesight... ...that's like flailing around... ...and lifting its arms up over its head... That's petrifying because nobody wants a ghost at the best of times. But like one that's like, way you know, (laughs) like on a Mardi Gras, nobody needs that shit. No, thank you very much. And then to see something in your peripheral coming in and walking around your bed. No, 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 no. So interesting about the dream as well. And like, you know, everyone looking into the coffin, but you knowing then the guy's name was Jeremy. And yes, I am really struggling and reining myself back to not burst into Pearl Jam's Jeremy every time I say the word Jeremy, and regardless of whether he spoke in class today or not, stop it, Kevin. It's a ghost story. Anyway, but do keep us in the loop, Natalie, if you do end up finding a psychic who can talk you through it or can make any sort of link between Jeremy, the red-headed man, and anything to do with your partner and the war, maybe, who knows. Such an interesting story, though. And with that said, let's move on to your final and apparent favourite story. This one is called Harry. My last and most favourite haunting. Uh, There you go. I said that that was the case, didn't I? I wasn't lying. This starts back in the very early 1990s, when my parents bought their first condo. My dad had gotten up to get ready for work. It was about three in the morning. He was in the kitchen making coffee and heard a loud knock on the wall between the kitchen and the back room. He went to look in the back room and saw a hanger rolling around on the ground. Like someone had hit the wall and the hanger had got knocked off it. He thought it could be my sister or I. In brackets, I should mention that my parents have always slept in separate rooms since I can remember due to their different sleeping habits. He came to the room that we were all sleeping in to see if we'd thrown the hanger. He peeked into the room, and we were all asleep. The thought came up that we could have gotten back to the room and pretended to be asleep. But my mum had a waterbed that we slept on, and it was completely still. The bed could not have settled that quickly by the time Dad heard the knock and looked in the room. My parents bought a pretty big garbage can with a lid that was on wheels for a laundry basket. Made it easier to go to the laundry room and back with all of the laundry, The laundry basket was sat in the bathroom. Most nights we were all woken to the sound of the lid of that garbage can falling from the top. There is a chance that it could have been put on crooked and fell off. But the amount of times it happened, that seems unlikely. With everything going on, my dad decided to name the thing Harry, after Harry Houdini. I know it's obviously not him, but it made us laugh thinking it whenever something was happening in the home. My dad used to sleep in the living room before moving into the back bedroom, which was where they kept the toys for my sister and I. He would have the weirdest dreams sleeping in the living room. My mum still agrees with him that if you ever fall asleep in the living room, you will have the weirdest and strangest dreams. I remember falling asleep out there twice, and both times I had the same dream that I was watching what felt like a movie, and felt like I was part of the movie as well. It was a stormy night on the ocean, and there was a Viking ship battling the waves. I don't know if I was watching a movie about a Viking ship, or was watching the ship in person battling the waves, and I also feel like the ship was fighting a sea monster. Being this was in the 90s, it's hard for me to remember. My parents swear that the living room was a portal, and it very well could have been. Talking about this with them recently... I remembered sitting in the living room and could see out of the corner of my eye someone standing in the doorway of the bathroom. It was just a black shadow. It would start running in place and then take off towards the living room, but disappeared as it left the bathroom. Then the next shadow would step up, start running in place, take off but disappear when it left the doorway. I didn't feel scared. Looking back, I don't know why I didn't feel it was weird. I just shrugged it off. When my parents were telling me that it felt like a portal, it made me think of those running shadow figures. If it was a portal, maybe they were running towards the portal, going back to where they came from. Thinking of it now, it reminds me of Harry Potter, and them running to get to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. One Christmas, we decorated the condo, My mum loves to go all out for Christmas. She did then, and she still does to this day. She had a Santa Claus that was in a rocking chair. He sat on top of the entertainment centre. When you turned it on, he would gently rock back and forth. One night, my sister and I were dancing in the living room having fun. The Santa was on, and as we danced, the Santa started rocking faster and faster, until he flung himself off the entertainment centre. My dad was standing there and luckily caught it before it landed on the floor. That creeped us out. My grandparents still have that rocking Santa and I get chills every year when I see it. We moved into our first apartment in 1997 and Harry made himself known there just a few times in the one year we lived there. There was a bar top separating the kitchen from the living room. My mother would put her purse on top of it to go and get dressed after work. One afternoon, my dad and I were watching TV in the living room and something caught our eye. We looked over and saw mum's purse inch its way to the edge of the bar. Then it fell onto the bar stool underneath it. Then it inched its way to the edge of that seat and fell on the floor. The purse was sitting in the middle and could not have just toppled over. My dad and I watched it move. It was just wild. Then it landed perfectly on the chair, to where it couldn't have toppled over again, and we watched the thing get slowly pushed to the edge once again. The other time was during Christmas, again, and we had a talking Santa this time. It hung on the wall, and we had it by our patio door. My dad locked the door and walked to the front door to leave for the day, and that Santa started talking. Maybe the curtain at the door created a shadow and caused Santa to go off, but the fact it waited so long makes me feel like that's not the case. In 1998 we bought our first house. One night I woke up and thought I heard glasses moving in the kitchen. I woke up my mum and she didn't think it was anything. One day I was in the back room and I heard a loud crash. I knew one of my parents was out there so I went to see if they were okay. Okay. My mum or dad, I can't remember which one... ...poked their head through the door in between the kitchen and garage... ...to see if I was okay. I'd just walked into the kitchen... ...and the light cover for our out-kitchen light had just exploded. The bulb was fine and turned off at the time... ...but it gave us a good scare. One night, my mum, sister and I had come home from a concert... ...and my dad had told us he'd heard a crash whilst we were gone. He went into his bathroom and one of the pictures in his bathroom had come off the hook. He tried to demonstrate for us how it looked when he found it, and he had such a hard time taking it off the hook. We were shocked. One Christmas, I seem to have forgot that quite a bit of stuff happened around Christmas until I was writing this out. My grandparents were driving down to see us. We'd opened our gifts from Santa, and were patiently waiting for my grandparents. My sister and I were in the living room playing when my mum comes tearing out of the room yelling that they'd arrived. Instead of coming to the door, they were honking their horn. It took a bit of time for my mum to hear the honking. As we greeted them and gave our hugs, my grandmother asked who peeked out of the window. My sister and my room faced the driveway. My parents' room faced the backyard. We were confused and asked what she was talking about. She said when they pulled up and started honking, someone peeked out of the window. A few seconds later, we all came running out. There was no one in our room, so we don't know who peeked out. She doesn't believe in ghosts and she tried to play it down, but we knew. Now there is one more story on Natalie's email and... Although she said earlier this was her favourite, apparently this one, because I've continued reading the email, is her very, very, very favourite. Which is fair enough, I've got things like that. I've got favourite shoes and I've got very favourite shoes. I really do. Um, And we're going to read that out next week, which is actually on her birthday. Isn't that a nice treat, just for Natalie? So that will be your birthday treat from all of us here at Wintag. Now, I've checked through Reddit and there doesn't seem to be much that's worthwhile me doing on my own. Um, so we're not going to have a red corner, I've decided at this point. It works out pretty well, to be fair, because a neighbour has just started hammering something. You may be able to hear it. No, he's stopped right now. But he's doing something which is interfering quite a bit with the recording, and that's fine. You know, it is just a Monday. It's midday. He's probably took the day off work so he can do some DIY, and isn't that fine? You know, he's not to know there's a paranormal podcaster trying to do some bloody work here. But yeah, thankfully, it's okay because we've got through the episode. So I love you all. For our Patreons, I'll speak to you through the week as ever. And for everyone else, we'll see you next Monday. Natalie's birthday, everyone. Mark it in your calendars. Okay, I love you all. Make sure you stay safe, take care of yourselves, and tatty bye. (laughs)